irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist, and I want to welcome you. If you have not listened in before, and I just want to say, hey, and thank you to all of you tuning in. I really appreciate your listenership. It's This is one of the most fun things I do, inspiring things that I do. I love connecting with you through this platform of podcasting on LA Talk Radio. And today, June 11th, 2020, I'm actually going to do a solo show. Um And just kind of what I felt led to do today was offer the call-in number in case anyone does want to call in with a question or comment or conversation. And I was going to read to you from my book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. I have been reading and putting out quotes from my book through social media. I invite you to follow me there if you don't already. I'd love to be friends in that way. On Facebook, you can find me at NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. Oh, that's my website. But NOLA Therapy on Facebook, NOLA Therapy on Instagram. And on YouTube, my YouTube channel is NOLA Therapy, and I have videos reading my book to you and quotes that I've started to put out that I feel like apply to the time that we're in, being in quarantine, uh, now with the uprising to combat racial injustice, and just really feeling called and led to put out materials to help you. Uh, just have some hope and clarity and just add to the narrative of healing as it's been impressed upon my heart each day. And so I welcome you to just go to NOLA Therapy and please join my email list. I send out a monthly newsletter. It just went out yesterday, June 10th. I'll share briefly. Yesterday's newsletter had to do with overcoming challenges. And June 10th has been a very personal date for me when I was 19 years old. It's when my life changed unexpectedly. I was violently forced out of my home and took two backpacks, just what I could carry. And uh, it took me a couple years to stabilize. I moved to eight different places in those two years, was taken in by two wonderful families, and I found my way. I, I finished college. I worked restaurant jobs. I was determined to learn the skills I didn't have to enter adulthood unprepared. And it's, it feels like, like a birthday to me, June 10th. My, my actual birth date is June 17th coming up next week. June 10th has always been a very special date of transformation for me. And so in my newsletter, I focused on podcast guests that have also had to overcome challenges. You can find the newsletter on Facebook at NOLA therapy. And if you join my email list at NOLA therapy, you'll get that once a month. Um, just kind of like message of hope and inspiration 
and things that I feel led to share from what I've learned and then the guests that I interact with. So also I offer a, an online class through my website and it has a five-star review. It is an online class teaching you 20 specific techniques, psycho-spiritual techniques having to do with things like a morning routine. I start my morning meditating, reading from A Course in Miracles, and I found that just taking even five minutes sometimes even two minutes if I wake up a little late to just ask the universe to guide my thoughts, guide my day. I send love into every aspect of my day, asking for it to just unfold beautifully. I align with the unseen forces of our universe and ask that energy to just completely influence my life and day. And I ask for to just have the best day of my life. And I always start with a thank you when I wake up. So a morning routine is one of the things spoken about. I talk to you and teach you how to create an altar in your home or office with objects of significance, with crystals. Another video has to do with crystal grids, how to set that up, how to crystal grid your home or office using things like Sage and Palo Santo to clear energy. And, uh, the use of a pendulum. A pendulum is just a necklace even, a weighted object on one end that spins multi-directionally. And you can ask your pendulum yes or no questions. And the more you use it, the more the pendulum tunes to your own energy and vibration. And I use it just about daily to confirm decisions, ask for direction. And, uh, I've been lost on a trail with a friend hiking and we asked the pendulum to show us the way out and it actually led us back to our car. She was pretty blown away. So it's fun. Just, I really believe in, in using the tools of the universe and the energy of the universe. I'll, I'll be on a podcast pre-recording this Saturday with a gentleman who interviews Harvard doctors talking about quantum principles and our show is going to be on the psychology of uh, consciousness. So talking, I'll be talking about how consciousness is awareness and the psychology of awareness is really, I think about the thoughts, the thoughts around our awareness. It's all that is kind of philosophical approach to life and tuning in, tapping into that energy. I feel it. I know I'm there because my left hand kind of starts to vibrate Pulsate is a better word. I feel that right now as I'm talking. And it's really been fun to just read books. That's also a part of my online class, books that I've used, teachers that I've studied from that have just helped me hone in these skills and abilities to live a more masterful life. So that's all at NOLA Therapy on my website. And the call-in number, if you do want to call in today and converse, it is 323-203. 0815. Feel free to interrupt my reading of the book. We can I can switch gears immediately to to take your call. So that's 323-203-0815 for anyone who might want to join in. Okay. I'm going to take a sip of water. And I am picking up in a section of my book, The Chiron Effect. This subtitle has to do with self-sabotage. And it says, I say, left buried, 
our unacknowledged emotions cause us to act in ways that sabotage, and that behavior damages the people, places, and things we care about. When we acknowledge these thoughts and desires within ourselves, then ask them to be transformed and follow up with the work of transformation, our thoughts, words, and actions begin to shift. And I'll add in that that's when our life starts to look different. We actually draw in and attract the people that we want to engage with. The doors seem to open, the calls come, the emails come, the chance meetings and encounters start to happen. And it feels just so magical. And that really happens in our lives. I'm sure those of you listening are familiar with living in this way. I'm so excited when that shows up and happens in my life. It really confirms that I am tuned in and aligned with source and the higher energies at work in our universe. So back to the book, from this grounded personal stance of self-honesty, we begin to show up for ourselves in new ways. We begin to speak differently with others as we create new outcomes that promote mutual connection. Finally, we generate power sourced directly from the transformation of our core wounds. And a sidebar, Chiron is the wounded healer archetype that Carl Jung spoke about. Chiron is also an astrological placement in your birth chart, like your sun, moon, rising sign, your Venus, Mercury. Chiron identifies our deepest core woundings and is the reason why we tend to repeat certain patterns that might frustrate us, that cause us unwanted emotions and outcomes. And, you know, I found as I've been putting this material out to people that are really in involved in healing and psychology and, and just helping themselves grow and change, a lot of people have naturally healed their Chiron core wounding. I think it helps to know what those areas of vulnerability are, because though it might not be like a deep wound anymore, it's, it's an area of sensitivity that we have. And that's what my book desires to uncover for you, your areas of vulnerability and susceptibility so you can strengthen and support yourself underneath in those places through affirmations that I have given for every sign and take away practical steps that you can begin to apply. I really love practical steps. You know, in life, it just, the philosophy, the psychology, the ideas are are really exciting and enlightening, yet I think it's where that meets our personal, personal responsibility is important to me and where we can take responsibility to change ourselves. So this next section of my book is titled, Don't You Have Your Shit Together? And I talk about, I work with many healing professionals who turn to me for help with dysfunctional patterns, or they feel stuck in their own lives and aren't sure what to do. I've been there myself. Whenever I hear this, I perceive an undercurrent of self-blame and shame. As my reader, you may be a healing professional struggling. There's an unspoken expectation in our line of work that we're supposed to have it all together. In case you didn't get the memo, let me break this to you. None of us are perfect. We are all fleshy humans with biological, psychological, social, spiritual, sexual, and physical vulnerabilities and needs that may get in our way from time to time. And that is okay. I think, sidebar, when these 
areas of our lives start speaking out to us. Yesterday, I put a quote out from my book having to do with emotional and physical pain or actually our body's way to communicate with us, to draw our attention to a specific area of our life that wants to be looked at, wants to be loved and and cared for versus ignoring that pain, pushing through it, blaming ourselves for it, to, to pause and shift and ask what what are these pain points trying to communicate with us? So as long as we are moving towards self-accountability for our healing and evolving up through self-care practices, we will maintain the alignment necessary to work with the pain of others within a framework of integrity. I'm speaking to the healing professional, the health professional, whatever industry you're in working with people, that this applies to you. And my work is is today... I find acceptance for my imperfections. I've been able to extend this compassionate understanding to others in my life as a result of accurately empathizing with myself and employing self-forgiveness. I metaphorically represent the process of self-forgiveness. Oh yeah, I'm gonna skip over this part. I'm, I'm an artist, I'm a glass artist, and I love using found objects, basically other people's garbage to incorporate into my art. And I just see that being such a metaphor of um, you know, our, our outdated parts of ourselves that we might try to hide, our shadow selves that we try to diminish, we fear we might be judged by, that those are some of the most beautiful aspects of ourselves that we can kind of polish up and let shine through authentic communication and just being who we are, giving ourselves permission to be who we are. Let's see. Um, I do a section here in my book talking about spiritual bypassing. And I'll read here because there's a cool quote that I found from some authors. So the inner disconnection from our core wounded self fuels our confusion surrounding knowing how to cope with and soothe our wounds when they erupt. We may be in need of help and unsure where and whom to turn to. A bigger picture perspective of this confusion we feel can be traced to the consumerization of psychology, spirituality, and healing in our modern times. One example of this would be practitioners who offer services utilizing an aspect of authentic psychology and spirituality that are presented as as quick fixes for what are actually deep emotional wounds. So basically my whole point here is to really use your own guidance and intuition. If something or someone doesn't feel right to you, to really honor that part of yourself, to really Go to the material books, professionals that speak to you and like trust that that's okay. I know sometime I hear people saying as a professional, you know, I'm your guide, I'm your intuitive channel. And that has not resonated well with me. You are your own guide. You are your own intuitive channel. You have the same capacities of any medium psychic healer. It's a matter of just tapping in to that within yourself. And I think a really legit professional wants to help you tap into that within you. So you're not totally dependent upon them. So my section on spiritual bypassing is just about that really working with people that want to help you develop and enhance your own connection to that source within you. And remembering that you are your source. You can learn to tune in 
And so Robert Augustus Masters, PhD, makes this powerful statement on spiritual bypassing. This is a quote from one of his books on spiritual bypassing. Quote, getting more intimate with our lower qualities, all those things that we may think we should be transcending, is not a particularly popular topic for those of us enamored with spiritual bypassing. In fact, it's such a downer that it's usually only handled with spiritual tongs, lifted and dropped into sterilized vats, brimming with affirmations, meditational tranquility, and other uplifting strategies, as if there's nothing to be done with the lower impulses other than converting them to something higher, much like indigenous tribes in the hands of European missionaries. Healing is a circuitous path, often taking everything that one has to navigate the road less traveled, overgrown with obscured branches, vines, and hidden hidden vermin, making each step tedious and unknown upon what type of landing one's foot will be met with underneath. Quicksand, water, a steel trap, or soft grass and safety on higher ground, end quotes. The shadow is this next section in my book. What really matters is not so much the presence of our shadow side as the kind of relationship we choose to have with it. In spiritual bypassing, we choose to either have no relationship with our dark impulses or we cultivate only an intellectual relationship with those impulses. Either way, it's easy to see how we can keep our shadow world in the darkness of unconsciousness. And this is exactly how things like racial injustice and the most corrupt and horrific things we see happen at the hands of human it, humans, it's because a person disconnects from their shadow impulses and selves and is not in touch with that. And that enables them to do horrible things in blindness and in darkness. Deepak Chopra says it like this. How easy and how commonplace is it to turn away from what we don't like about ourselves? Housing it so far below the surface that its cries cannot be heard except perhaps as a distant echo. And yes, it's fists. It's often tiny and so very young fists continue hammering against the inside of our chest, calling to us, calling for us, calling for connection, illumination, love, and healing. All we have to do is enter what we have spent most of our life trying to escape or deny. A tall order, yes, but one that is definitely possible to achieve step by conscious step, end quote. Let's journey together to the depths of our hidden inner truths. Let's allow Chiron to lead us to the waters of self-forgiveness through empathy. Our dreams are what await us in a state of gestation, ready to be birthed forth as the beautiful and powerful healer within. Oof. Okay, I'm going to pause there to give a shout out to my sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a secure, HIPAA-compliant online therapy platform. You can go online and be connected with a licensed therapist in less than 24 hours. You email in what you'd like to work on. You get to select from a host of practitioners and get a little sessions even. And they have 
counselors and therapists that are trained to treat you in so many different areas, including depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, grief, self-esteem, LGBT matters. Everything you share is confidential, just like in in-person therapy, and they are more affordable than traditional offline counseling. They do offer financial aid to those who qualify, and they are convenient, professional, and as my listener, they're offering you 10% off your first month to try them out. You simply go to betterhelp.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy, and I'll spell it out. BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash A-T-D for online therapy. Check them out if uh, if you want to. Additionally, okay, I love audiobooks. This is really helpful to be able to read to you. It's, it's like training for when I do my audiobook in the future. And Audible is one of my sponsors. They are offering you a free audiobook download and one month subscription to try them out. You simply go to audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. And it's 30 days for free. And then it's a renewable subscription that you can cancel at any time audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. I have been listening to audiobooks for a while now. I really love them, especially when the author is reading them. Oprah reads her own books and just hearing her powerful voice makes the pages, the words come to life off of the pages. So check them out if you're not already a member of Audible. Okay, back to my book, The Chiron Effect, which is available through my website, nolatherapy.com. And uh, there's more information about it there if you want to see if it's for you. This next chapter of my book talks about the foundation. Our foundation in doing this healing work is emotional safety and gratitude. The creation of an emotionally safe place is a prerequisite for the healing work associated with psychoastrology. You are embarking on a journey into your past to explore your wounds and resulting areas of vulnerability. You may wish to set aside specific, a specific time and space to do this introspective work. You might want to consider having a trusted individual or professional to speak with during this process and hopefully a journal to document your insights and patterns that will emerge for you during this time. You might even want to light a candle, put your phone on silent and set a timer for even 10, 15 minutes to read the book and do the the work that will be coming up for you. Employ empathy, love and forgiveness while you go through your memories of being wounded This will soften the experience and aid in your healing. I like the way the Dalai Lama speaks of our ability to hold space for one another. When he says, quote, our innate capacity for empathy is the source of the most precious of all human qualities. All placements of Chiron have empathetic and intuitive abilities available for use in shifting our thoughts and beliefs to heal our lives. This is why it's important to honor your intuition. Quote, intuition is a spiritual faculty and does not explain, but simply points the way. That is from Frances Chauvel Shin. She said this back in 1871. I encourage you to embrace your own intuition as your ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning or explanation. 
Empathy is defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another's experience, even if one disagrees. Practices that teach us to view ourselves through a lens of forgiveness and gender empathy and will bring long-lasting peace and happiness into our lives. This section is on judgments. So I actively work to encourage my clients to heal core wounding through the eyes of love and compassion instead of criticism and judgment. And my hope is that this book inspires you to do your personal healing As you begin this process, it's also my hope that you come to understand the priceless value of choosing to be a catalyst of change to promote energetic healing at a global level. As we journey on our individual paths, we support healing for the collective. Every time we take responsibility for our words and actions and make amends for our wrongs, an energetic and etheric shift ripples across the entire world and reaches people we will never meet or know. When we heal ourselves, we model and demonstrate permission for others to do the same. It's my passion to educate and inspire through the experiences that I've had to deal with and cope with. And in working with psychoastrology, here are some of the things I remind myself of, and I ask you to consider them. Each time you might feel triggered or disappointed, something isn't going your way, do have respect for those feelings and be gentle and patient with yourself in this process. Number two, do commit and trust and believe that you can heal and change. Number three, do you believe that you can shift from fear as your motivator to love as your motivator? Four, take a quiet moment each morning to remind yourself to honor and respect yourself today. I encourage you to express gratitude for who you are, exactly where you are, to make peace with what is at the same time that that you're reaching for more, that you're desiring more and better for yourself, to tell yourself even, I am good enough as I am right now. And number five, remind yourself to praise yourself throughout your day, no matter what happens. Saying things to yourself like, I'm doing really well. I love who I am. I am making great decisions. I'm doing better than I ever have oh my God, look at what I accomplished today, to really self-affirm. It is so important to self-affirm because we naturally look to others. I know I do, wanting to be uh, approved of and admired, and it's natural to want to hear from the people we care about and respect that, wow, you're awesome. It's important to tell yourself you're awesome. Say, I'm awesome. Right now, take a moment, put your hands over your heart. I love and approve of myself. I love and approve of me. And just take that time, take moments throughout your day to just inwardly reflect on your own value and worth and approve of it. This foundation will facilitate the creation of a safe emotional space within to contain your work of complete self-forgiveness. This next section is on trauma and recovery. And as a therapist of over 20 years now, I've specialized in recovery from family abuse and violence. And I talk a bit about that early on in my psychotherapy career. I was exposed to the work of Dr. Judith Herman 
in her book, Trauma and Recovery, she outlines a three-stage model of healing for survivors of trauma, violence, and abuse, consisting of the first stage is safety, establishing safety. The second stage is remembrance. And the third stage is reconnection. Traumatic experiences may have caused us to fragment and separate from our own inner knowing of people, places, and things. Therefore, reconnection to these compartments of our lives is key to our healing. In quote, this is from Dr. Judith Herman, because the core experiences of psychological trauma are disempowerment and disconnection from others. Recovery is based on the empowerment of the survivor and the creation of new connections. Because this disconnection and fragmentation are at the center of core wounding, I work with clients to develop mindfulness practices that consist of dedicated periods of time for inner reflection paired with actively replacing and shifting judgmental and critical thoughts. This practice facilitates the development of seeing oneself from the perspective of an observer. You're observing yourself. And this subject-object differentiation aids in viewing experiences of core wounding from a new vantage point. The observer's psychological vantage point affords just the growth edge we need, so we might learn not to take things so personally. Seeing things from a different perspective and viewing ourselves from various and different vantage points can immediately shift feelings of regret, anger, depression, and anxiety. We can depersonalize experiences of wounding in this way and see them instead as being information offered to us, just information without a judgment upon it. We are able to separate from the powerful feelings created by judging and blaming ourselves. We can contain our emotions in the space of neutrality. We can then begin to step into forgiveness and remediate the negative feelings towards ourselves. This next section has to do with the voice in your head. We all have a voice in our own mind. The the inner voice, it's been called so many different things in in different by different people. And uh So I I write about there exists a false cultural belief that people will only change through harsh criticism and punishment. And there's another false belief suggesting that if we forgive ourselves, we may end up giving ourselves permission to be lazy and complacent. Neither of these perspectives are correct. I have personally experienced and seen in others healing that takes hold more quickly and with longer lasting results through the practices of compassion, understanding, and forgiveness. We can learn to speak to ourselves through our self-talk with the voice of a loving and inspiring coach who believes in us and default Instead of defaulting to that cruel and punishing taskmaster criticizing ourselves, the practice of either self-encouragement or self-depreciation literally pre-paves what we will experience in our future. Impregnate your future with possibility instead of limitations. And again, this is spoken about by so many different teachers, the law of attraction itself, which simply is the law that like attracts like, that 
which is like itself, is drawn. It sounds so simple, but it's really our vibration. There are We have emotions, we have thoughts, and then we have a vibration. And when we bring all three aspects of ourselves into alignment, our thoughts and our emotions are vibrating all in the same vein. That's when we are really attracting powerfully things that we want and don't want. And when, when you find yourself having attracted something you don't want, it's okay. That's not when you beat yourself and say you failed or you're fucking up. Not at all. It's a matter to launch a new desire, launch a new thought. The contrast we experience helps us refine what we want. So all you do is simply identify what you want instead of this. And that powerfully launches a new desire into the universe. And those unseen forces start aligning cooperative components and reach for a better feeling thought instead of criticizing yourself say hey i'm seeing this pattern come up again it's okay nurture yourself it's like when a when a child is learning to walk when they fall you wouldn't criticize them and call them stupid you would be like okay baby get up let's try this again you'd offer them a hand and help them and so in the same way this is about helping yourself Let's see, where am I? I hope y'all are liking this. Please reach out and let me know. I welcome your emails, lisa at nolatherapy.com. I love when I get emails and, and see your reviews even on iTunes. It's awesome. Some of the things you all have shared and I really appreciate that. It helps me like keep going. So uh, keep putting it out there. Keep sharing your thoughts and feelings and opinions with me. So we can see the effects of our thoughts naturally begin to remediate as we shift the influences that underlie our thoughts. Just like when we go to the gym to train our muscles by lifting weights to train the attitudinal muscles of our mind, we can choose to go to meditation, prayer, our yoga mat, a journal, nature, a book, etc. We have physical muscles and we have these attitudinal, emotional, and spiritual muscles that need to be worked out daily as well. You don't go to the gym once and stay fit forever. It's a daily relationship. It's a daily process. Whatever you plant in your body and mind will grow. I believe in the cultivation of body and mind through energetically enhancing healthy experiences that fully absorb you into the moment. Activities and practices that involve tapping into your passion and creativity centers are the most powerful and effective. Peak experiences are as vast as the ocean itself. So allow yourself to feel into this process and decide what works for you. There are infinite paths to take in the journey to finding one's pleasures and passions. We always have an inner guidance system to rely upon. It will it will invariably inform us whether or not our desires are healthy or unhealthy, if they might cause harm to another or to ourselves. When we're in alignment with ourselves, our inner navigation inner navigation system works harmoniously to chart our course in the flow of life. This alignment is found when we are being loving and kind to ourselves by liking the person we truly are. We tend to treat others better as a natural outgrowth of our self-respect and care. The moral compass of our personality can become murky or obscured by our unconscious core wounds. We're prone to act in ways that might be highly unlike ourselves and then feel shame as a result. 
Our unconscious needs keep us from considering all of the factors when making important decisions and guiding our lives. Our growth is dependent upon giving ourselves permission to try new things, while at the same time encouraging ourselves to be respectful in the fulfillment of our pleasures. Okay, let me see. I'm going to flip through. I write then about attachment styles. And then this part I think is appropriate for it right now. It, it's titled Your Inner Garden. We're free to plant anything in the gardens of our body, our soul, our mind, and spirit. Just like in farming, whatever we plant will grow. The soil of the earth and mind grows both poisonous plants and edible plants without discrimination. How will you answer the call, the invitation to water, weed, or dig up and replant your inner garden so that you will yield something of meaning and purpose and value at harvest? Our actions manifest as the harvest of what we have planted in the gardens of our body, soul, mind, and spirit. Our behaviors are used to define us as who we are. In our modern technology era, people can make up anything about who they are and what they do. Are you representing yourself as who you truly are truly are, or not? Are you being your authentic self? I go on to talk more about living in alignment, which I've shared a lot about today, living congruently in concert with who we want to be, with who we say that we are. And that takes courage. I know Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and authenticity, and it's it's easier said that we're just going to be who we are. And you know that that drive and desire to be liked can sometimes get in the way of that. If, if what we're feeling and thinking we think might go against our peers or a certain group, we might dim down who we are. And I encourage you to find a way progressively to be authentic in situations. And sometimes it might even be just maybe not saying something instead of saying something. There's so many different ways to kind of tweak and, and be who we are authentically. Let's see. I talk about meditation, meditation, meditation. It is the doorway to access needed internal resources. The incorporation of a daily meditation practice is one of the most powerful ways to shift our consciousness from fear to peace and love while simultaneously releasing stress, anxiety, and depression. Pema Chodron speaks to the benefits of meditation. Quote, meditation is an invitation to notice when we reach our limit and to not get carried away by hope and fear. Through meditation, we're able to see clearly what's going on with our thoughts and emotions, and we can also let them go. What's encouraging about meditation is that even if we shut down, we can no longer shut down in ignorance. We see very clearly that we're closing off. That in itself begins to illuminate the darkness of ignorance. We're able to see how we run and hide and keep ourselves busy so that we never have time to let our hearts be penetrated. And we're also able to see how we could open and relax. Meditation from a scientific perspective reveals that our brain has the ability to actually remodel itself. Neuroplasticity in our brain's capacity Neuroplasticity is our brain's capacity to change and adapt to the environment. The amygdala is the area of our brain that is responsible for emotions, 
survival instincts, and memory. Neuroplasticity of the amygdala is enhanced because the practice of meditation creates lasting positive changes to the brain by merging the logical left brain hemisphere with the intuitive right brain hemisphere. By causing neural pathways in the brain to release the neurotransmitters, dopamine and serotonin, meditation calms the central nervous system and brings autonomic bodily functions into healthy regulation. These neurotransmitters are responsible for regulating the pleasure and emotion, emotional response centers of the brain that relieve anxiety, depression, and promote sleep. Meditation also facilitates and improves memory retention, enhances cognitive and functional performance, and increases effective processing, which is a fancy way of saying emotional processing. It helps that too. Meditation may become a spiritual practice for you as it has become for me. I find that time expands as a result. I just love it and I crave it. I feel a bit off center when I don't take the time to meditate. And y'all, I'm just gonna offer, I feel, I feel complete in reading to you from my book today. Thank you for hanging with me and allowing me to read such a big segment of it to you that I started my meditation practice through YouTube guided meditations. I love so many of the guided meditations on YouTube. Just put in the search bar, meditation for peace, meditation for anxiety, whatever topic just link it to meditation. And there's so many that come up. I've really loved a group called the honest guys. They have over 200 meditations set to music. It, they're digitally mastered, just really high end meditations. So some days I'll do an honest guys meditation or a Louise Hay meditation to help guide my thoughts. And other times I'll just put my phone on silent and listen to say the humming of the fan or the air conditioner and do a silent meditation. My friend Ben Decker has a book out called Meditation for Beginners, and he talks about 10 techniques of meditation, walking meditations, eating meditations. It's really unlimited, the ways that you can access bringing this self-soothing technique into your life. So don't feel like you have to be good at sitting still in silence. That's not true. That is one way of meditating, but you can address it in so many ways. So y'all, I just really have enjoyed today speaking to you one-on-one. -on -one. I appreciate you tuning in. Again, go to nolatherapy.com to schedule remote sessions with me online, phone, Skype, FaceTime, and Zoom. Check out my book, my online class. Follow me on social media at Nola Therapy. And all of my love to you today. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio.